Indie Game Riot! Everybody, this is Yashimiana, and this is also Indie Game Riot episode. What is this? Forty-five. Forty-five. <laughs> I almost forgot. Yeah. Oh, it's getting to be so many. Anyway, uh, before we move on to you know the indie game part of Indie Game Riot, we should talk about uh, which one? Which one? Ref, you go first. Me go first. I worked. I worked a lot. I worked a lot, a lot. Like. 80 hours a week for the last three weeks. That's what I've done. And I slept <laughs> some. That's... You played games, although it was AAA trash games. You take that back. Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight is an amazing game. Um, it doesn't qualify as AAA You're trash. You were also playing Warhammer, I saw. And yes, I, 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 it's because I was on... You're I, steam stalking me! Yeah, I'm steam stalking <laughs> you. I see the pop-up all the time. Uh, no, it surprised me too because I'm like, Rev's on since when? Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was all at like two o'clock in the morning. Uh, no, while I was doing remote work for the last week, um, it was mostly patching and updates and rebuilding a couple of servers. So while automated processes take place, uh, I had some time. So I'd jump in and play a couple of minutes and then jump over and run another command and then jump back. And I, I, I beat Warhammer Dawn of War. Uh, I beat Jedi Knight. And uh, I this weekend I'm playing Hector with uh, with our good friend Sorsha. Yeah. Record and it. Outside of Record that, it. Outside of that, I am doing <laughs> nothing but sleeping. Dear God, like my house is empty, my my family all just left for a weekend in Vegas, and I am going to sleep. Good, it's gonna be amazing. Glorious. That, that's, that's sort of like what what I tried to do last night, because uh, I got well, me and my girlfriend and or my girlfriend and I and also my grandmother on. Uh, let's just make sure I get this date right. On uh, Monday, the 30th of the month that was before April, I can't even be bothered, uh, we went out to West Virginia and we got a cute little puppy. Yeah, she was eight weeks old. Uh, she's a Labrador mix. We don't know any more than that. Other than that, she has worms. She's at a healthy weight. And apparently she is also a bully at this point. She has worms? <laughs> yeah. Ew. I know we're on like a your dog's like a gross five and day. an asshole. I know, right? <laughs> your dog's got a gross asshole. As yeah. A matter of fact. So, so maybe you know, in the next like six months, she might be like sleeping on my bed or like coming in my room, be like, "Hey, play with me." I'm like, "No, I'm working. Get out of here." Um, but yeah, that was fun. And then I also, um, I've been playing some. I've been I've playing just made some a games. shocked face. I did because I, I totally forgot I was going to open this. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll finish. Finish, talking about finish this your really dog quick. story. Yeah. Uh, well, the dog story is pretty much done. She's young. She's downstairs with with Jesse. Um, I played. I played City Skylines, which How's that? it's, it's, indie it's, game. All, it's all right. You know, it's okay. Um, I don't. I have one I of the cities well, things. I didn't really get it, and I I, I liked like the, the I, management. I, I will say that I will management. say that Skitty, City Skitty, Skitty, City Skylines, Skitty Skylines is is the closest I've ever gotten to my favorite city building game, which was SimCity 2000. Uh, and I and I do like that, and I do like the the mechanics that they've added in there. And you know, obviously, there, there's so much press about City Skylines that we don't even need to talk about it. Yeah, really. Uh, if even unless we really want to, but you know, I didn't mind that. And then I, um, you know, everyone was talking about Binding of Isaac Rebirth, 
And so I played some of it. I don't get it. I didn't get the first one. You know, I, I sort of I'm got not the good first at one. it. So I, 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 I sort of got the first one, but it's like it's like the second one was just like, you, you know, I really understand what a lot of people are saying with um, uh, what's the guy's name who made Edmund that game? McMillan. Edmund McMillan, his his approach on roguelikes of needing to do multiple different run throughs constantly to unlock everything and then beat the game so many times and do this so many yeah. times. Like like some people may really like that. And it's really not for me. The music was really boring, and I'd much rather watch a YouTuber play it than me actually play it. <laughs> yeah, um, I watch a few videos of it. That was yeah. enough for me. Yeah, the, but I mean, the, that's, I think it's I think it's a relative thing. To the, it, it, you know, what's funny is, and, and it, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it wasn't. I mean, for it's me. obviously popular. I mean, yeah. The, so the, the only like the the thing that kept popping into my mind after like the first two runs I had was, man. Crypt of the Necrodancer is so much better than this I saw, I played some more of that recently. Yeah, it's so and, fucking And uh, they updated it a little bit, which is cool. Yep. And mm-hmm. I actually made it to the second uh, yep. area, which yeah. is the first for me. Yeah. So that the was second fun. area is hard as fuck. It is hard as fuck. I can't, yeah. you know, actually, I, I'd probably be able to get through it if it wasn't for one enemy. Which one? The dragon, the red dragon. I cannot. Oh, the red dragon's bad. I don't I understand get... its pattern, but anyway. I always get messed up on the uh, on the skeletons with the shields, but I always seem to beat them. So, anyway, yes, Rev, Indie Box. Bring back the box. I don't have to say anything. So I, it's been sitting in my uh, in my apartment complex's office for the uh, for the last like week and a half because uh, we never check our mail <laughs> and and uh, yeah timing. So this month's indie box by uh, by the indie box is and wait real quick. Um, yeah. Let me just preface this once I get to the thing. Preface this with that we uh, have an affiliate link with the indie box. However. Um, Rev has paid for his own box. He's not getting them for free. Uh, yep. And uh, we really do enjoy the indie box. It's yes. not just because they're giving us an affiliate link. And uh, But in case you are yeah. wanting to support both Full the indie box, both the indie box, the dev in the indie box, and Indie Game Riot, here is the affiliate link in the chat yeah. as well. So this month's game is... The next Odyssey, the next Penelope, a fast-paced action racing game with loud colors, an original story, and a challenging risk-reward system. As Penelope is looking for Ulysses through the galaxy, the player is free to explore the planets in any order. Um, and I don't have... And I, oh, good. There we go. Uh, Does it come with a disc, or is it just a piece of paper? No, it's going to oh, no, be. No. It's going to be. It's the, an it really, flash drive. Is it really? Oh yeah, the it doesn't flash come with it. Right, like, right, right. You, you act like you no, don't. I even, forget, are you part no, of the no, show? No, it's because it's because for the the, the gaming culture right now. Earlier, here's like me they have a hashtag. Like, it's a code. <laughs> And, or, well, or, they have yes, a hashtag on a piece a code. of paper. They, they do give you a code. Don't show it. Code. Don't show it. I don't fucking care. I'm not going to use it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to do a physical install. But since they when you, you said you never do that? In in case you in case you uh, in case you don't want to open your box, they give you a code on the outside. But I like opening the box and seeing what's in there. So you know, here we go. We've got on Twitter. They have a hashtag called "Bring Back the Box." And before the show started. Tech was like, let's bring back the book. See, I oh, thought it was an indie box thing. I just, you know. Uh, random random sticker from Penelope in their kind of logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cool it's and cool all. Sticker. 
another indie box, a specialized indie box sticker seems to match the design for Penelope, the, the Penelope ship. Uh, get the audio CD of the original oh. soundtrack. Uh, the next Penelope, enter your name, Pliskin's Eye Patch, uh, on a mission, wrecked disco, Cosmolites, Mazes of the Minotaur. Who's it by? Uh, we're looking for that. Oh. <laughs> Probably the name. You should read it. I would guess the name. What's yeah, the I name? Don't... It's the next Penelope race to Odysseus. Uh, that's right. <laughs> soundtrack. Um, there's soundtrack. a there's a new thing, the indie box newsletter. Um what's in the box? It tells us. I don't care. <laughs> uh, looking at it. Oh you remember those uh remember in junior high, high school snap uh, bracelet for, for your guys' age, like elementary <laughs> school, those old snap bracelets. Uh, oh, I actually cool. hated those things because I I always it hurt. And I always got scared. So I got one of those snap bracelets. That's kind of cool. Uh, I can get behind that. that. That's uh, what else? Shit. This one's in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> <laughs> Just some chicken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening to the audio version, you can just hear the crinkling of plastic. Yeah, right? exactly. Re- Rev is struggling to. And to for open those of you who are, who don't know, we have an audio version. iTunes. Yeah, on uh, it's uh, iTunes, iTunes and, and Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah. Yep. Just search Indie Game Riot. Are we caught up? Did we you are. say that we were caught up? Okay. I'm sorry I was slow on that. It's just I get a life. I got a ship blueprint. That's cool. Ooh. All right. It's, I uh, hang that up in my in my room. Twenty three meters in length. It has a plasma gun, a harpoon, a black crystal, the pirate. No, no, no Rev, Rev. No, t- tell us about the poster, not not what's downstairs. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> where are you gonna where are you gonna hang it up? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna hate. <laughs> never mind. Uh, got an instruction manual that that's always awesome. Part like, of the... that's part of the whole like appeal to any box. You get exactly like, physical copy physical with stuff. the instruction manual like you always used to get. So exactly. Uh, uh, ooh, we got a papercraft Penelope. Uh, the the papercraft of the ship. That's cool. Oh, oh, are that's, you actually that's... are you gonna actually do that? Me? No. Is I, I have actually? no ability. I might Sorsha I know does uh does papercraft, so if she's interested in it, she might uh she might and then uh I have my game key that is stuck in here. I always this is my favorite part because they're always custom every single time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is that is this month's game card install disc. So yeah. I'm excited. I'll have to. I'll have to plug it in and see what. Uh, Did you show it... the the art on the box? I thought so. Right, do it again because I want to see it. I, I think I missed it. And oh yeah, and art custom art on back. every box, and just again, like uh, physical copies that you used to get. Yeah, and they so... only made eighteen hundred of these. Oh yeah, limited this is editions. copy nine sixty four. Cool. <laughs> so like right. right in the middle. Yep. <laughs> So, Josh, what was new with you this week? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've told. I think I've mentioned on the show before. I live in like a shitty area, um, and like cops, like randomly, are like knocking on my door. You know, like, remember in like Dexter or any like of those shows that had to do with cops? They like go around like uh, questioning all the people. Like, hey, did you see this person? That's uh-huh. what it was. I felt like I was like in that kind of show. Like, should I talk? Am I gonna have to like 
going to witness protection. They're like <laughs> looking for some, I don't know, some guy named Angel, and it was just weird. Uh, that is like the only interesting thing I can think of that happened. What is happening? Uh, this is not a transition yet. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it sounds like one. Uh, my birthday, and I expect uh, no less of fifty dollars worth of gifts from each of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because that's the kind of uh, t- tyrannical uh, dictator I am on this show. Yeah, <laughs> he keeps us locked away. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast, damn it! Um, so uh, that's going to happen. It's uh, Monday is my birthday. So well, happy uh, birthday. one year older, one year closer to death. If we want to be morbid. Um, <laughs> Rose oh. cracking up. He's like, that's so true. Oh, uh, yeah, not to be morbid. <laughs> no, but really, uh, no one gives a crap. So, <laughs> uh, you know what people do give a crap about, though? What's that? They're uh, indie news injections. Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why, then give yourself an indie news injection. Thanks, indie games. This week on Indie News Injection, starting out, we're going to save you guys a little bit of money on some awesome games because the Humble Indie Bumble... Bumble. Humble, Humble Indie, Indie Bumble. Bumble. <laughs> Humble Indie Bumble is back. Rubber Humble baby bumpy bumpers. Bundle <laughs> 14 is out, and you can get some awesome new games, some of which we've talked about, like Outlast or Pixel Piracy. Uh, some of them you may have heard of, like Torchlight 2, and probably one of the most exciting games on here that I just can't get enough of, La Mulana. I don't... Really? I, yeah, dude, oh my god. So, La Mulana is one of those games where it... I, I You know, back in 2010, I was... I, I had a few Let's Players that I really, really liked, and, and my favorite Let's Player at the time was Deceased Crab, and he did a 80-plus part Let's Play of La Mulana that I watched Holy crap. all at once. It reminds me a little bit of a really pixelated Spelunky just from the trailer. I didn't kind actually... Kind of, but it, it's, it's been out for a while. Um, it's basically... It, you know, Think of it like Indiana Jones. You yeah. know, you, you are going through this, this, this maze of puzzles and platforming and fighting and you get all these different items and it's just so much fun and you know outlast we we talked about outlast it's it's one of those really super scary uh first person games that josh has a let's play up on his uh youtube channel pixel piracy was my vote for uh the indie game riot riot of the year any indie game Riot riot of the year award uh 2014 uh which unfortunately didn't win i'm actually really curious about unepic yeah, Unepic is looking looking really cool too. I see. I keep seeing it on Steam all the time, and I'm like, eh, man, I don't know. So yeah. I, I I am planning on probably getting this humble bundle. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm kind of. And if you pay ten dollars or more, you get Shadow Warrior. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like I don't know what it's about, but that. you know. Yeah. No, it's a yeah. it's a it's a Devolver Digital game, and I, I I think that's the only reason it might be in the ten dollar tier. Um. I feel like other yeah. games would be better yeah. suited you, to, you to also pay ten dollars uh, for. You also have Super Splatters and uh, more games that they are planning on Super releasing. Splatters, I was a little disappointed in too. I was like, "What the hell yeah. is that?" It's but like you also game. get the uh, Unepic soundtrack, the Super Splatter soundtrack, and the Torchlight Two soundtrack. If you pay, uh, as of the recording of this video, five dollars and ninety eight cents uh, to unlock the uh, the second tier. Yeah. Um, 
ten dollars no, to Shadow Warrior, and and just the, more information. Forty dollars, you can get some uh, swag too, like T-shirts and yeah, I don't know, bandana and, or something. And, and, and uh, just to uh, and and just to put that out there, um, Pixel Piracy has donated two hundred dollars to this bundle. Like they're in the bundle, and they've put two hundred dollars. They bought them. They, they bought their but own game. Pixel Piracy is. Again, we talk about like some certain devs and things like that that kind of embody the indie games community spirit. Yeah, and the devs of Pixel Piracy are definitely part of that group because uh, they, first of all, when they came out with the game, they were coming out with I think it was still in beta. Um, they were like, you know what, people are going to pirate this game no matter what. So instead of letting them pir- pirate a game, possibly getting a virus, let's just get let's just create our own. Uh, upload on on uh, I think they did on Pirate Bay and something else. Um, they created their own file for people to pirate, and they let people pirate it. It was with their permission. Um, ironically, it's called Pixel Pirate. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so that was part of it. And then uh, during Christmas, they were just giving away copies left and right. Yep. Just whoever and like, wanted. Like, and you know, all you had to do was message and, them and yeah. be like, hey, look. And we were like, you know what? People can't always afford to play Pixel Piracy. So you know, we'll just give some games away because we want yep. people to play our game. And now, you know, something like this where they just, I, you know, $200. I still have two 25% off coupons for it that are expired. But like, hey, no, they did that. I didn't even ask <laughs> Every, for those. Well, everyone did that. But yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They just want people to play their game and they want to be a uh, positive influence. So exactly. anyway, enough about Pixel Piracy. This is Humble and, Bundle. And yep. uh, Humble Bundle, in general speaking, the, of course, Part of it goes to the devs if you want it to. Part of it goes to Humble yeah. Bundle if you want it to. And Currently, also part of it goes to yeah. the charity, which is? Yeah. Uh, the charity is, is it still um, that that one that they charged Electronic for? Frontier Foundation. There it is. <laughs> I was giving it since it was your yeah, I, I And Child's Play. I can't find it. Oh, yeah, and Child's Play, yeah. yeah. And oh, okay. the Electronic Frontier Well, in that case, I don't feel bad only giving $2 of it to charity then. You don't like Child's Play? <laughs> Uh, well, no, it's not that I don't like him. It's just, you know, there's better charities out there. Yeah. Uh, and well, and I, I like to see most of most of my Humble Bundle purchases going to the dev. So of yeah. the $14 uh, that I, I just mean, spent, eleven twenty five of it went to the developers. I uh, think... Uh, charity and 76 cents went to Humble. I think that's one of the really <laughs> cool things about the Humble Bundle thing is too. I mean, like no matter where you send the money, it's going to a good place. I mean, yeah. even even if you send it to Humble Bundle, I mean, they're the ones that are setting up this whole thing in the first place. Of course, they're making money hand over fist, but it it's still, I mean, yeah. They're right. going to be commended. It's it's a it generally speaking, if if you're going to put money somewhere, you know, obviously buy the game at full price we talk about that all the time but humble bundle is probably the next you know another step that well, we, we talked about help. we talked about with james from indie box he was talking yeah. about like paying full price for games whenever we get the chance and i agree but he's like he was like kind of uh like you know humble bundle and steam sales are kind of like eh, because they don't get much of a return from that right you know sense they get when and i get that and i agree but i think that more than anything they just want people to play their game because people won't necessarily buy the game unless there's very little risk or maybe they just can't afford it simply, you know. And so this just gives an, an additional opportunity for everyone and opens it up to a lot more people. Um, Speaking of opening things up to a lot more people, IndieCade out here on the best coast has uh, has opened their submissions 
And uh, you, if you want your game to be showcased or, or uh, demoed there or take part in the night games, which are awesome, or anything else, uh, you have to get your submission in by May 1st. So you've got a little bit less than a month. Um, and uh, information can be found at indiecade.com slash submissions. But, uh, yeah, it takes place Culver City, California, October 22nd through the 25th, 2015. Uh, this year, I'm going to do a check on the vehicle the night before, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so that I don't end up getting hosed the way I did last year. And I plan on spending the entire time up there. In fact, despite only being like an hour away, I'm probably going to get a hotel room and party so uh yeah deadline may 1st get your if you're submitting get your your shit together and get it going and speaking of getting your shit together and getting it going uh next up we have the indie box for april it's a game i don't know what's in it and i'm not gonna tell you either so are you gonna are you gonna like mute like us while we talk about it then we're gonna do like a hand signal to bring you back in or (laughs) sure do you want to just ruin it okay okay so so rev so rev is gone for right now um, yeah, because we are talking about. Oh no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, yeah. Rev has left because so, we are talking about the next thing. But yeah, indicate or God, no, indie box. Uh, we <laughs> indie box. We saw we saw Rev open up an indie box earlier, and you saw all the cool things in it. And if you don't want to know, uh, first of all, in the live stream, don't click the link. But if you don't want to know, also maybe skip ahead of this part. Um, but the the game that they're featuring for this coming month is Lovely Planet, and it's actually an interesting first-person shooter, um, kind of like a, it's like a Twitch shooter, um, and a little bit of a platformer and things like that, too, into it. It's, uh, it's, it's coming from, what is the actual, uh, Quick Tequila is the developer. I actually know, uh, found it through Tiny Build, which is the publisher, and Tiny yep. Build made, um, No Time to Explain and some other games, um, so it's a it's a colorful it's really uh, weird it's trippy polygon I got I simple textured Twitch, I got to yeah, I got to say I got to say I got to say that at first glance uh lovely planet was like what remember that what was that burrito galaxy Yeah burrito galaxy 65 I was like okay this is just really weird there's not a whole lot to this I'm not sure if I was really into it or not um Yeah but it's actually really smooth and really well put together, even yeah. though it doesn't look like it. It, 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 it looks like a game sort of jam a game that someone was quakey. just fucking around with. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, I think Quake was probably a, probably a good influence in it. Um, very, very Japanese. Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you if you're into the if you're into the Japanese thing, um, definitely definitely check it out. That is uh, the box. Yet? Yeah, yeah. You can come back in. Wait. Now we're just waiting. So the game is speaking of of strange games, you might be seeing some coming out of Level Up 2015 put out by Intel uh, along with uh, sponsors Steam, Unreal and Unity. Uh, basically from March 2nd until May 13th, you have uh, that much time to create an innovative game that uses uh, touch capabilities that can run on the 2-in-1 uh, computers, basically the the two in one PCs that have uh, uh, tablets built into them, so they're touch screen, but also regular computers, um, and and they are 
uh, looking to give away lots, lots of awesome prizes. Uh, the first year, uh, the, the first prize uh, wins uh, $5,000 um, inclusion on their game of the uh, in the game demo on Steam on the demos page. Um, the genre prize gets three thousand uh, dollars. The skills and crafts get three thousand dollars, and the special prize category gets three thousand dollars, along with uh, the Steam demos page uh, being included on that. Uh, the past winners of this contest uh, last year uh, they've got um, Duet, uh, a game called. You remember? I don't recognize any of these. Yeah, games, I, 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 I sort of recommend. I, I sort of uh, remember that. You also got um, Bravadia, which looks to be a um, not not quite a a four X. Is that what's called four X? Three X? Four X is like a hexagonal. Yeah, it, it's 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 RTS. square based, but it's a it's like a turn based. Um, Oh, I do remember this game. Yeah, it, it's you're you're moving your group uh, forward and and battling enemies. Um, I, I have heard of this game. Best platformer was um, uh, Big Lands, a game made by kids, uh, which was it's very um, uh, you know kids drawing with 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 the art. You know, lots of uh, you really have to look at it. It's it's really cute. <laughs> um, you also have a game called uh, Framed, which is like a comic book noir puzzle game. Um, you also have um, Toast Time, uh, which I believe I've heard. I've, I uh, think I've heard of that one. Yeah. Uh, really, there, there are so many awesome games. They've been doing this since 2009. Uh, so you really got to check it out. Um, you know, Intel, you know, Intel. <laughs> uh, lots of, um, you know, great games coming out. So definitely, their, if their you, list of their list of judges isn't too bad either. Uh, yeah, Tim Schaefer's one of their judges this year. Uh, Rami Ismail, uh, really cool yep. guy. I got to catch one of his uh, one of his classes at IndieCadeU. Uh, Kate Edwards, Wolfgang Angel, Angel, uh, Tyrone Rodriguez. Uh, uh, did I mention Kate Edwards? Yes, you yeah, did. Yeah. And also uh, Chris Avalon. Yeah. So they've they've got some some pretty cool pretty pretty powerful names in in game development yeah um, that are are going to be judging on this so uh, I'm I'm excited for it I I wish uh, I wish it was like a physical you know convention type because I would totally go yeah, yeah definitely but, so uh, it's going to be a great time for all for I know a lot of devs listen to this podcast so. Make sure you uh, get your work out there because this is a, this is yeah. high profile stuff. Plus, you get it is. Uh, it's a good uh, it's a good purse for the game of the year yeah. is five thousand dollars cash. Ooh. Yeah, you know what exactly. else is worth five thousand dollars cash? What what what? An what? interview with Quadstron Games, which we are going to be going into right now. Okay, and we also have here on the show with us Zenis from Quadratron Games, who's thankfully taking the time it's been it's been kind of kind of a, a trip trying to get him on the show because there's always scheduling conflicts he's going somewhere or i'm busy or uh if you didn't know i actually met him uh first well i didn't meet him at magfest i actually picked up his business card at magfest he had to go home because of issues and snow and all that sort of stuff but um and then i actually did meet him at indicate east um we got to talk we didn't get to do the interview there because of scheduling um so finally 
we're here to do the interview about his game, or well, your I should say your team's game. Yeah. Uh, about thre- which is called Threshold, mm-hmm. um, which is like a puzzle platformer. That's um, right. And I get it's it's a little bit. I don't know if this is correct, but I get a kind of a braid feel out of it. Um, just because of the the like you know, changing I, directions and I was I was gonna say that I I sort of felt that this is a little bit closer to Shine, in like me, like mechanically. Ha- I can see with, that. With, with, like, with like the <laughs> different things like end, shifting and stuff. Do we have to go over this like, again? You know, with like the different the different things that that come around. Just because there's platforming with the different, in the game. But what was yeah. the game you just said? Shine. Shine. Shine? We covered uh, a game called yeah. Shine. But we're we're definitely. Uh, we're, we're definitely inspired by Braid. That's uh, a big inspiration. When we when we were thinking about the game we wanted to make, Braid was definitely on the list of things we were uh, thinking about. And uh, I would say like Fez, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. Fez is a definitely a, a game that inspired us as well. Awesome. Um, so for having good taste in games. <laughs> yeah. well, we, well, arguably, because Tech doesn't like Braid, and I'm not a, I'm, I'm well, a little... that's because you guys are... Dumb. Well, no, you I know, like Braid. That's why we picked a few of them, so at least one. Yeah, of them exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I like Braid, but Fez is, I think, overrated in my opinion. But that's just yeah. me. Anyway, uh, so first things first. Um, tell us in your own words about Threshold. Uh, yeah, so Threshold is a, a puzzle platformer, as you said, and basically you play a, a gnomish wizard who's kind of either through some uh, sorcery or whatever, he's kind of trapped between between worlds. But since he's a wizard, he can kind of like pick and choose which way he wants to go. So if he moves to the left, it's the past. It's summertime. It's it's kind of like a, a time he remembers. It's kind of, he's fond of it. Uh, and then there uh, there's the future, uh, which is kind of cold and wintry. And uh, it's like something you're, you're kind of afraid of. So the thing we were thinking about when we were designing the the aesthetic for the game was that uh, you're kind of like in this Zen moment when you're in the present having to solve problems, and but you have to kind of reconcile this this kind of like longing for the past and this um, you know uh, fear of the future. And uh, what happens in the game is when you move to the left, it's it's summertime or it's some season, the past. And it's uh, certain platforms appear in the past. And then when you move to the right, those platforms might disappear and uh, other platforms appear for the future. So we, you know, we currently have a, uh, an aesthetic, which is uh, a summer and winter dichotomy. And um, but we're looking to expand that into like other things, maybe like like uh, if you're in the de- you know, if we have a desert biome, let's say we have like the, the dry season in the, in the, in the wet season. Or if it's like um, kind of an urban castle-y kind of fantasy area, you know, maybe the the past is like a very pristine castle where the future it's all in ruins, that kind of thing. And the 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 puzzle elements come in where you have to actually solve um, a lot of the the platforming puzzles by you know reconciling these two different uh, worlds uh, where the the, the actual environment changes and you, things happen depending on which direction you're going. So um, like platforms disappear, keys can't be moved. If they're like a winter key, they can't be moved in the summertime. Everything comes in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, that's definitely the, the aesthetic and the design we're going for in, in the game. Yeah. So, and that, that, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, cause I've been watching, I've been watching uh, the, uh, the the 
animated gifs that you have mm-hmm. and i it I, I don't see um like a, a, a level of control there it, it seems that the character only changes direction when they touch the edge of the frame uh, I assume that that's just done for the purpose of of this. It's going to be slightly more in depth in the game. Well, yeah, the the, the animated gifts were really just kind of trying to tease you into feeling what the what the game is like. Um, okay. We do have like a little playable prototype that we've been kind of pushing out to people. Uh, so we can definitely, if any of your viewers or if you guys want to see the playable prototype, it's totally something I can hand off to you. But um, yeah, it's it's basically you you push your your controller to the left, the world okay. changes to the to the summertime, and if you push your controller to the right, and the guy faces right, it's winter time, um, and that's that's the control mechanism. Okay. And I actually did get a chance to play uh, a little bit on their, uh, like, I don't know if it's really called a, a demo. It's like an experimental version for for the mobile. Yeah, we're calling it the prototype. Right. Okay. So I got, I got to play it on mobile, um, which. Uh, I obviously controls a little bit different with the finger swiping and all that right. sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. I kind of understand where he's coming, where, what he's talking about, where it's not just like what you're thinking. It's like you just go bounce, go bounce, bounce. bounce. Right. Okay. It's it's definitely a lot more control than what you're seeing in those gifts. So and, and now the the prototype is this the the version that was that came out of the global game jam. So uh, actually, uh, we we've been spending the last year. We didn't we haven't worked full time for a year, but uh, for about six months we been polishing up that particular uh, version of the game. So a lot of the code base is the original code base from from the uh, the, game, the game jam, the global game jam. But uh, most of the art and some additional, we added some additional features to the game. We changed some of the controller so that it felt a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that stuff has been worked on over the past year, yeah. And okay. I, I will say that having having played the demo, I actually have it up right now. Uh, I'm I'm a really big fan of the control scheme that you guys are going for. Mm-hmm. Like, because when I when I first booted it up, I was like, okay, so how does this exactly work? And and I tried hitting up on the keyboard, and that didn't jump. And I'm I'm really glad that you guys chose to not be like, oh yeah, you can push up or space, because there are so many games where you push up or you push space, and it gets all sorts of messed up. Um, uh, one question about the sort of, I guess, the, the way that the engine handles the platforming. Is that set in stone? Because it is a little bit, uh, like, I, I love, like, really tight controls, and it's a little bit floaty for me. Okay, but I don't so know if that's just me or... I don't know which version you're actually uh, playing with at this moment. It's the uh, web version. The, the LED version? Is that what you the said? Web. The web. The web. Okay. The, so, the, um, the LED version. <laughs> you play the web version, we're actually, we actually put a new play, uh, character controller in. Okay. And we're currently, like, uh, we're totally tweaking that. We have the old version didn't give us any kind of ability to, to tweak any of the values, like how high you jump, how far you jump, whether you can uh, have any uh, momentum when you're jumping, whether you can control your direction of jump. And that was like one of the first problems a lot of people like mentioned to us that the original version of the game was very much, um, it didn't feel like a traditional platformer. So right now we have a controller that we can tweak, and we're in the process of tweaking. Okay, awesome. Because oh. it does control, it does control really well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was that, and you know I have to say that the. The, the the aesthetic that you that you have and, and reading about it on the site and hearing you talk about it like although it seems really like a simple like oh yeah you know i i could have thought of that but it, it it really brings me in to to the game and 
the are you planning on having like a like a any story around this because i know obviously this is a really developmental build like is, is this going to be a more of a story driven puzzle or is it just going to be like a here go through these this is sort of the world so um to answer your first question um our artist mila we, we actually spent about uh three months just working on the visual aesthetic and it's and i'm not going to say it's complete yet we definitely want to go like to the next step we don't want to just stop at like you guys like it. That's cool. We want to actually <laughs> blow your minds. Yeah. So uh, this is really, you know, when I say it's a prototype, this is really like just the first step for us to get to that visual aesthetic that we want to achieve. The second thing, uh, if I'm addressing your question properly, um, actually restate that second part of your question. Um, I would if I could remember it, <laughs> which means that obviously going to be very... it's had a few wines already. It's, uh, yeah. it, his question was, his question was, is this going to be more of a story based oh, puzzler right, right, right. as yeah, opposed to just yeah, a yeah. here's the world go puzzle? We're actually uh, we have a person who's working on uh, we have a little bit of a backstory of our own. It's not really fleshed out, but it's definitely something that um, we're, we're working with someone to develop a full story on so that we can implement it in the game. So we want to definitely give the player that sense that they're in a world. It has a you know it has a theme and a story, and they're going to learn what happens to our protagonists as they move through it. Well, I'm actually okay. I'm I'm pretty excited to see how, uh, like you were mentioning the different um, the the different like you mentioned like a desert landscape where it's rainy and dry and all that sort. I'm kind of interested to see how all that's going to end up interconnecting uh, if you decide yeah. to go that way and. Um, one thing that uh, really drew me in was the art too. So tell, uh, what, I'm sorry, what was her name again? Oh, Mila. Mila, tell Mila she did a really good job with that. Oh, thank you. Um, it, it. Do you remember? Uh, I think I mentioned this to you when I was talking to you at Indiecade. But uh, do you guys, Rev and Tech, do you guys remember uh, Road Not Taken? Yes, yeah. I do. It reminds me a lot of that art wise. Um, yeah, you know, I actually, um, oh, you know, the way that this game plays, and I'm, I'm just gonna say it right now is. It's so cool because because you do like little thing like I can tell that you guys this isn't as simple as it might look especially that, considering that it's a it's a you're right actually it's a tech demo like that's a good point because I was the first time I saw it and he was because you we end up it was like we were at a, I think um some sort of some sort of uh, what do you call them workshop panel. panel thing yeah thank you uh and uh we were sitting next to each other and just i think i was talking to someone else uh about any game riot and he overheard me or maybe the other guy did or something like that and uh we were all talking about it and i saw the game i was like oh it's like and i it also didn't help that i was playing on mobile like first before i knew that right. there was a pc version and i was like oh it's just like one of those like simple mobile puzzle games but i i can see like after doing looking more into it and after talking yeah. to you about it i can see that there's a lot more to it you, you uh, know what you know what got me is the key in this one level that that's an ice key that i had placed on a uh on a on a on a summer platform fell when that platform didn't exist and i was just like <laughs> oh, I mean, like, like it's it's a little, it's the, it's it was so small and like it makes so much sense, but it's like I wouldn't even have thought it was like, oh, it's gonna be right there. That's gonna be a challenge to get, and then it fell. I'm just like, oh, that just made that way harder. Yeah, so like, that's a lot of things that we're trying to like come up with, where um, not just keys, but we want to put right. other interactables in into the game, so that like 
Yeah, if the if the winter key is on the summer platform and you go the wrong direction, is it going to fall through? And then is it going to fall through the world and then cause you to have to like restart? Not necessarily the level, but you know, kind of start from the, like a safe spot. Mm-hmm. And um, we definitely want to like give the player that kind of challenge. We don't want it all to be just like a lot of it is like we want you to be able to sit there and kind of chill out, you know, figure out the game at your own leisure. But we want some some of the game too to kind of take advantage of that that platforming. You need to think fast to, to solve this particular puzzle. Um, and since uh, Quadratron is you and Mila, and I know there's uh, at least one other person. Yeah, Chris, um, uh, he's actually here too. He wants to come and chat with you guys a little later probably. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what is is are you both uh, are you both programming or are you like what's um what's everyone's roles? Mila's just art or so uh, Mila primarily works on art. I know she wants to get a little bit more into programming and stuff, but her her primary role is developing art. And, that, and trust me, that takes that takes most of her time. <laughs> pretty awesome to watch her do it. And we we actually have our own uh, Twitch channel where she will stream uh, working on the art. Uh, but uh, Christian and I are the programmers. Uh, Christian is like heavy hitter programmer, and I'm kind of like designer tech developer. Um, and I pretty much do all the other other jobs. And you know, if I need to talk to people or if I need to go do some businessy stuff, I, I kind of usually take care of that. Okay, awesome. So what you you mentioned earlier that you had several games that were kind of the the drawing inspiration for it. Was there other media that that contributed to your inspiration for this, or or was it just the uh, a list of games that that kind of inspired? Well, so um, the the original when we were originally working on it, uh, it was the Global Game Jam. So we had forty eight hours to kind of come up with this idea and, and start working on it, code wise and art wise and stuff like that. But after after that happened, and we started sitting down and seriously thinking, started thinking about it, um, we did draw inspiration from a lot of different sources. Um, you know, primarily, you know, other um, other platforming games, Super Mario World, for instance, um, th- uh, stuff that uh, Edward McMillan has been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Art wise, I know Mila's uh, greatly influenced by uh, Mary Blair, who was one of the uh, original, uh, I guess, what do you call it, set designers or color designers, animation designers for Walt Disney uh, okay. in the sixties. Uh, so a lot of the a lot of the artistic uh, aesthetic comes from that kind of uh, inspiration, um, and then you know we're you know as far as the story wise we you know we put a little bit of uh, maybe you know uh, hippie kind of thought into that you know it's like uh, Zen Buddhism maybe um, maybe so, some druid feel what's that maybe some like druid feel. Druids, uh, you know, obviously we're inspired by, you know, wizards and fantasy settings as well. Um, little gnomes. Uh, uh, <laughs> is definitely into making the character very ambiguous. We don't want to put, any, we don't want anybody to think that it is, uh, you know, uh, any particular gender or any particular race. Because it's not really important. It's not important. Right. That's right. And um, we want we want to focus on the story, the aesthetic of the art, the, the challenge of the puzzles and have that be the, the mainstay of the game. And what what are you using to create the game as far as like a game engine? So uh, we're actually using uh, Unity, uh, the, the, the 3D engine that a lot of people have been using 2D. 
Um, I've been using uh, Unity for about five years, and uh, it is a great tool for uh, indie game developers. Um, and uh, it's it's great for small groups of people to uh, collaborate with. So awesome. And I mean, um, what, what was I going to say? I got distracted by Rev's distraction. I'm I'm sorry. My family's uh, heading out the door for a ah. weekend sword fighting event, so that's why everybody was sword fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do medieval hobby, uh, medieval oh, hobby. Awesome. medieval combat as a hobby. <laughs> um, um, they're all they're all headed out. So Rev, you can't ask your your the question that you always want to ask an interviewer because we already know we pretty much already know the answer. <laughs> well, before well, fine, you, before I'll ask the back of no 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 question. before you do that before you do that let me ask uh, right. one thing we one, one thing we always ask oh, right. to uh, our interviewees is more because indie game riot is so much about the indie game community helping supporting all that sort of stuff. Um, we and the fact that we just love this community so much. What as far as the indie game community goes, is maybe like do you have like a story, like your best experience, like what do you love about the indie game community, all that sort of stuff? Like, what is when you think indie game community, what pops into your head? Yeah, so um, I mean, everybody's familiar. Well, I don't know how many people are familiar with, but every I, I assume all you guys have seen indie game the movie, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that, that's a big inspiration to a lot, a lot of uh, like myself and a lot of uh, people I work with. But uh, I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, in Philadelphia about five years ago, um, I started looking into what I wanted to do with my, you know, CS degree. And one of them was I wanted to be a game developer. Um, so I went out to San Francisco and went to GDC and talked to a bunch of people and ended up, uh, uh, signing up for a membership to the IGDA. And through the IGDA, I started meeting people in Philadelphia who were all interested in the same thing. And over the last uh, five years, uh, specifically the last three years, I met up with some uh, some indie game developers who were specifically interested in developing indie games, and some of them who were already developing indie games, um, uh, such as Cypher Prime, Final Form. Uh, Cypher Prime is the maker of uh, Splice and Intake and uh, oh, okay. a game called Auditorium. And Final Form has made uh, Jamestown. Okay, yeah. We've all gotten together. We're all from Philadelphia. We've all gotten together and we've created like a, a co-working space called the Philly Game Forge. And awesome. every Thursday night, uh, the Philly Game Forge is open up as like an open house to anyone from our area or anyone who wants to kind of come into the area and just kind of hang out, talk indie games, talk, you know, work on projects, find people they want to work with. Uh, make you know networking, meet that's new a, people. That's that really cool. It is a, it is a yeah. big part of. Uh, my success as an individual, uh, the success of us as a as a team, and uh, as our community as a whole has been um, it has been an amazing journey to watch everybody go from like individuals who didn't really know much of what was going on to people who were actually making really cool stuff. That is really cool. I yeah. I didn't actually. I mean, I didn't know that about you. Uh, I feel so like I've heard of that. Though. But I also got to say that Philly has, uh, as far mm-hmm. as different cities around the country goes it has a huge indie game yeah. uh underground so it's it's um, let me uh, let me just plug it for a little bit um, yeah here, here is uh this is our uh, the card i usually give people i don't i can't read it because it's so small come hang out with us game jams talks yeah, so book club fun we club definitely fun. do a lot of different things we do like a, a game jam once a month we have like a indie game or a game club kind of like a book club 
this is the uh, this is the name of the night, uh, and you can go to uh, Philly uh, phillydevnight.com and you can find out all about what we're doing. That's awesome. You should uh, uh, when you get a chance email me some um, like more detailed information about it because that's something that we could put on our site and uh, yeah. oh yeah and, about it. you know and, and it, you'd probably it, it, be cool if, uh, if you guys wanted to come down I know uh, you're over in uh, California but <laughs> it'd be a bit to, of a drive yeah. <laughs> anybody I'm, I'm down in Maryland so out, it's it's, uh, it's a day trip a, shoot a, a little bit of a video or podcast there that'd be awesome yeah absolutely oh that'd be really cool I, I mean we're gonna be if we go to too many games that's in that direction and then yeah yeah it's uh, like uh, 30 minutes from from philadelphia yeah yes. end of this month i'll be going uh towards that way for um a new grounds thing so uh you know so it's definitely yeah, a, i never knew that the guy who developed new grounds or one of the guys that was in you know part of that process is actually from philadelphia yeah tom Falp, tom Falp lives around there um and new grounds is based out of there um he also for those who don't know he also co-founded the behemoth um so, Castle Crashers, Castle and, Crashers yeah, yeah. theater, etc. Right. So, uh, big name in the indie game community. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, so I mean, that's really cool. I that's yeah. probably one of the best answers. Game devs, that don't question. move to <laughs> L.A. Move to Philly. <laughs> Philly is up and coming. We're, we're yeah, trying definitely. to get people to kind of take us seriously down here for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, and. Uh, my 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 kind of random side question that doesn't really apply to to game dev or anything like that. Your toilet paper, do you crumple or fold? Oh, fold definitely. Fold. <laughs> All right, no, good man. No, that, that question was posed uh, on a on a uh, a UK uh, comedy panel show, and and the point was brought up: Who are these crazy people who crumble? Who, who crumple? Like like where are they? Who are they, and how can we put them in some weird yeah, one place? One of them used to be my roommate. Really? <laughs> That's so weird. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, are there any are there any other questions? Uh, well, one last thing, and then uh, since we got the toilet paper out of the way, right? Uh, <laughs> is there anything else that you want people to know about Threshold or Quadratron Games, and uh, you know, uh, also things like uh, Twitter, all that sort of stuff, t- website, where to find you? All right, so um, well, that's a big list. So uh, Quadratron Games is uh, on the web at quadratrongames.com. Um, uh, you can find out more about Threshold at threshold.quadratrongames.com. Or no, I'm sorry, threshold.quadratron.com. <laughs> and um, there, our Twitter is at Quadratron, Game, uh, Quadratron Games. So um, we're going to be going to a few – we're going to be at uh, – the hell is the name of that? The, too many games. We're gonna be there. Uh, we're gonna be at a couple other places. Uh, we're gonna kind of be doing like a gorilla thing, gorilla showcasing at uh, South Jersey Geek Fest. Uh, we just signed up for. Um, we have a in Philadelphia. We have a thing in the spring. It's like Philly Tech Week. It's like an arcade in some park. Yeah, Dilworth Park. Um, and uh, we're also working on another game. Uh, we're, we're kind of looking for funding for Threshold, but in the meantime, we have a game that we, we uh, got greenlit. So we're, we're finishing that up to early, uh, early access on Steam. And Wait, that's game called... That? I'm sorry? Oh, I know. You were going to say it. Oh, uh, that game's <laughs> called... Uh, well, it, the original game was called Monsters, with an exclamation point at the end. But I am uh, I'm sprucing it up. We're taking a little time to kind of put a little extra features in it. It's going to be called Monsters Reborn. 
And that's going to be on Steam probably in the next few months. All right. Awesome. Well, let us know when it comes out because that's another thing we can take a look at. Are Uh, are you going to make it to to Indiecade West, by the way? uh, I will be putting our games on the to see if we can get accepted there. Um, Indiecade's pretty. It's a pretty big one. I'm not sure what the what the result will be, but definitely uh, definitely going to be putting them out there to see if we can get into that. Excellent. Well, awesome. if you do make it, I, I wish you luck on that. If you do make it, I'm going to be there. So you awesome. can get yeah. the, the, the third. Yeah, <laughs> yeah buddy. Uh, well, this is uh, this is Zenith with uh, Quadrishorn Games talking about Threshold. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show with us and answering our, our uh, mostly smart but some dumb questions. And... Uh, <laughs> Of course, uh, I mean, you can't stay today, but you're, we always uh, offer a, 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 what a am spot. I trying to say, a, a, a welcome to come back on the show and just kind sure. of hang out and chat yeah, and that'd be awesome. talk about indie games. Um, and, Speaking uh, of talking about indie games. Talk about indie games, we're going to start a riot. Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why, then give yourself an indie news injection. Thanks, indie games. And this week on Starting to Riot, we have a game all about choices. And uh, I, th- I think that that and the art style, it has a very uh, eye-catching art style, whether you like it or not. It's still eye-catching, are what drew me to it. The game is called Discourse. And uh, basically, the, the whole point of the game is to uh, make choices. The choices that you make change how the outcome of the game, change what happens in the game. It's a um, choose your own adventure game. That's how they that's how they that's yeah. how they but, but there's it, a lot more to it than than just that. Right. There's uh you know, you have to pick up items and things like that. It's not really puzzles. Uh I guess the great puzzle of the game would be the, you know, how to get the ending that you want, I guess. Um I only had the opportunity to play through it once so far, I, you know, before the show. Um but I have played through the entire thing. And uh, first of all, uh, first, okay, let me just preface this by saying I really like this game. Um, the, 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 any negative things I have to say about this game are very nitpicky. Um, the, you mentioned not liking the art style earlier before we started this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tech. I mean, like, it's not a bad art style, like, and, it, and it's done really well. I'm just, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not into it. That's just not one of those things that really draws me in. Right. And it, it it's... The art style is I I like the art style. What I don't like is the animation. Yeah, um, I it's very stiff. And like when they pick things up, um, they actually had the same kind of animation. Stick it to the man. For some reason, it bothers me when like they'll pick something up, but they don't like move naturally. They just, it just kind of yeah. sticks to it them. Bends at the hip. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. I, and maybe that's just a, like a, maybe that's just a, a personal thing. Like, you yeah, know, it's not, it definitely doesn't affect the game. I'm just like, Oh, that's kind of weird, but it's, it, it doesn't affect the game at all. It, it plays into the style that they were going for. Right. Um, the first, and the other thing too, nitpicky was they have, I don't know if you would call it voice acting, but like when they talk, text pops up above their head as you're seeing in the gameplay here. But they also have like that. You remember Banjo Kazooie was like bah, 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 when, when they're talking. Yeah, it's kind of that same thing. And I was like, that's not really necessary if you have text boxes. I can I can read. Well, but, no, but, I, I can see where they were going well, with it. Like that's a really Maxis thing to do with well, like the Sims say, and. I was gonna say, but as I played through the game, and strangely, well, let me. Okay, I got a lot of things going in my head. 
as I was playing through the game, I started to get attached to the characters and like their the sounds that they make when they talk. I was like, uh, it's, it kind of became part of them. You know what I mean? And I, it was like, okay, it grew on me. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, it makes me you know more attached to the character. I, it makes them more personal. Um, and one thing I was impressed with is about about this game is is how attached I got to the characters very very quickly. Um, the game in itself uh, is very very short, very short, and I actually wish it was longer. However, um, they they have already uh, another I guess you'd call it campaign or story um, that they're going to uh, put the, that they're working on right now. So there's there's the game that they have right now, which they this game is fully released by the way. Um, fourteen ninety nine on Steam, but at the same time it. It's, well, it's it's not quite DLC. It's a free update. Well, yeah, I wouldn't call it DLC because the the problem I have with it is that because of how short the the sto- the story that they have out is, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it shouldn't be fully considered fully released until they have at least a, like a handful. You know what I mean? I feel like there's not enough gameplay yet, but I was okay with it because I know at least there well there should be um, that they're planning on I should say. Yeah. more gameplay more and, stories and, in the end, like, me- and who knows maybe and, maybe and engine wise yeah and, and like th- that's one of those things like the the line between especially with with games like this that have very that are very easily added on to with you know free dlc or, or downloaded updates um th- there there are certain production things that you, that you have with you know the game actually working versus not working or just having the amount of content that you wish would ship versus content that you're giving to the uh, d- the consumer for free later. Um, if they were charging for DLC, I would be really, really pissed at them. Yeah, that would be but, really which obnoxious. They, yeah. they are apparently planning on. Because, I mean, they also have the, the well, special edition on Steam, which has its own special edition DLC. It's okay as long as they consistently put out more games right. for regular yeah. like free free updates with more stories and i think too if they open it up to i don't know if it's planned or not if they open it up to like steam workshop for modders and they can create their own stories that would be really yeah. cool um now and i also mentioned too about getting attached to the characters and things like that and without spoiling anything just kind of like give an example of my game th- my my playthrough uh, right now you're actually seeing all the characters on screen um you're not going to see anything in this gameplay footage. Don't worry; it's it's going to take a little while for anything important to happen. But, um, but characters can die, and I, at the beginning, after I like after like the first night of getting to know the characters in the game, um, I immediately was like, okay, I like these people. I'm kind of annoyed by these other people. Here we go, and as we played, and I started to like realized i was like oh my god that person just died i was like i was like literally i was like in my head no i was like doing the darth vader thing (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah so but at the same time when you know at the end the whole point of the game is to like get off of this island and you know rescue yourself and the people there uh after crashing uh in the plane and you know the people that you do save you're like yeah you know uh so it's it's also got pretty decent uh, writing. Uh, I chuckled a couple times inside of my head um, when they're talking to each other. 
uh, especially with certain some of the characteristics of the characters, um, the different personalities, I should say, were kind of interesting. You know, one of the one of the things I want to give a, a shout out to to Alchemy Labs, the the Owl Alchemy Alchemy Labs, yeah. uh, the group that put this together. They've got an ARG going on that tied around the release for the game. Um, that uh, is actually kind of interesting. They uh, they launched the game and then announced a geocache hunt for buried copies of the game. <laughs> That's so, cool. like they found they found some in Hawaii. Um, nine the 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 primary cache has already been uncovered, but hasn't been retrieved. There's a drive containing a hundred keys nestled in the trunk of a tree located on the Cards Against Humanity owned Hawaii Two Island in Central Maine. Oh, okay, in <laughs> Central Maine. So if you get over there, uh, <laughs> but uh, wait, Cards Against Humanity owns an island. I guess so. Holy they crap. call it Hawaii too. Wow. Um, but yeah, so they uh, the, these guys are are definitely having fun with this, and I I, I mention that not just because the uh, you know to to contrast it to the the shortness of the game itself, but they're they're trying to go for it, it seems like they're going with a you know a, a a culture and a community that surrounds the game yeah a- and that sort of again, interactivity is fantastic again with the workshop too if you if you cultivate this kind of community around your game it could it could really blow up into something really cool if you start letting people mod it um i don't know how that works cause i'm not a dev if you know if people can dig into this or not with whatever they use but um it'd still be pretty cool so uh discourse alchemy labs uh, really cool game. Owl I would community. say overall, um, I absolutely enjoyed it. And like I said, the 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 things that I am picking on is just nitpicky stuff. Yeah. Um. The 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 choices were kind of hard. The 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 choices were kind of um, uh, Walking Dead esque, where you had options, and every once in a while you get a timer because something in, in like an emergency was happening. And you're like, oh, what do we do? Um, Eat everybody. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> Any other questions about discourse? Um, no, we ta- we touched on it. It's a uh, fourteen ninety nine on Steam. You can check it out now, or uh, twenty four ninety nine if you want to get the special edition DLC. I will say that it's it's a, it is a cent cheaper if you just upgrade to the download if you buy the downloadable content for the game and then the game. Um, just saying, if you want to save a single penny, put those pennies <laughs> in a jar. Yeah, also, exactly. They, they, they do have a free update that's coming out called the Indie Island, uh, which is basically, I guess, well, the same. Well, that's what I was talking about. It's, that's the next story that they're coming out with. Oh, okay. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah they're, including, they're including developers from the indie game scene. Tim Schafer, Ed McMillan, uh, Phil Tabotsky. Uh, we've got Rami Ismail again. Uh, Ron Carmel. Robin Hunicki. Um Phil so. Fish and, and Jonathan Blow. <laughs> Those are the people so. that are going to be excommunicated. Um, <laughs> I'll eat them first. You know what? Uh, you know what's uh, not excommunicated at all? Oh, I get it because it's Catholic and it's Good Friday. Latin stuff. Peep show. Because that's Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Please give all your attention to Early Access. Early Access. 
And this week on Peep Show, we have currently my game of the year. Seriously, I, <laughs> I freaking... I, I freaking love this game so much. It's called In Verbis Vertus. It is a, a first-person action puzzle game where your voice controls the spells that you cast. Right now, you're seeing footage uh, of the beginning of the game uh, that I actually recorded. You don't you don't have any spells just yet, uh, but basically, you are going through this uh, sanctuary that was built for um, pilgrims of. Uh, this basically magic force. It has, you know, real big, you know, Latin uh, ties, if you couldn't uh, tell from the name of the game. Um, and you you learn these uh, these these words to cast these spells. And they are there. There are two different options. You can either um, use the uh, the actual word in the game. Uh, in their own language, or you can use the English language version, which they do not recommend, um, probably because the the way that they uh, handle the voice recognition is a lot easier for them to have the spells sound different and be able to cast them uh, in certain ways. Uh, so you you go around, you learn these spells, and you use those spells to, to basically get yourself further. Um, in, in the very beginning, you... Uh, you, 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 I have a few directions. One of the directions is blocked by bugs. One of the directions is just complete dude, darkness. I got to point out too, you suck directionally. Holy crap. Oh, I was, dude, that so was bad. one of those, that was I one of those lost. things I was watching it. I was watching you know, your video I, and I was like, are you fucking serious right now? Like, no dude, like, <laughs> I, you know, when I, when I played the game before I recorded any of it, like, you know, the direction wise, you know, pretty, pretty good. You know, I, I, I got it. You know, as soon as I started hit, hit that record button, it was like, where the hell am I? I need a map that is better than the one that they uh, <laughs> that they put there. Who, who put this? I'm, I need to ask. Who put this game forward for Peep Show? Uh, uh, we got I a did. yeah, you, Josh. You did. did? Okay. Yeah. Well, Tech, because because of the actual release date for this game, you can thank Josh for making it ineligible for Riot of the Year because its official release date. No, no. It's April 3rd, it's eligible 2015. Huh? Yeah. It's eligible for Riot of the Year. No, it's not, yes, because it the rules state you have to be featured in the Starting the Riot. No, you just have to be featured uh, on the show. Nope, nope. Yes. It was Starting the because, Riot. Because the Go Old City is also a nominee this year. Go back and All right, well, the rules. rules are being, well, the rules we are being might changed. change the rules, because <laughs> until... Until again, game developers out there, you can't see me pointing at my camera. I'm not even freaking kidding. Make a game that's better than this, and I will vote for it in the let riot me, of the year. Let me because also, up until that point, this is my vote. Let me uh, let me also preface this by um, not preface, but <laughs> I keep using that word. Um, let me say first of all, I did an interview for those of you who weren't right. here between the segments. Um, I did an interview via email with uh, the devs from uh, Inverbus Virtus. I'm not even sure Indominus how Indominus Games. Uh, yeah, Indominus Games and or Indomitus, depending on how you want to pronounce it. All these words, I don't know how to pronounce. Um, basically, some of the things that, because I don't think, you said you didn't actually read the interview, right? No, I read it. Oh, you did. So yeah. you mentioned, um, uh, what was it? What, what, what did you mention? That the like this the, first of all the mechanic of it is right. the vo voice yeah the voice activated so so you you you'll learn spells and and there are these little things you can click it and it'll say it for you so your your first uh, yeah the, well what I was gonna say was that this is actually um, they they implemented it so that the the voice recognition one um, first of all they did a really good job with it being able to, oh, to recognize it's so you. good. Um, 
they it's not oh it was because someone mentioned being latin the the language is actually made up yeah um, that's why that's what i said yeah i yeah. think rev said something about latin it's actually made up um they designed it first of all to sound cool but they also designed it in a way that uh, certain sounds wouldn't be included because people say them so differently, like ours. Mm, yeah, I can I um, can really tell that um, from from even just playing it. Like it it's not like inherently obvious, but you can really tell that that the language that they created is is designed to work really well. And I I will be there were I think twice where I said a spell and another spell cast. Right. And it was just like, oh, you know, whatever. Like it was, it was, you know, little. But every single time I've cast a spell, it's I've never felt like, oh, this game isn't recognizing what I'm saying. It was, oh, I must have said that wrong, or I didn't hold the button down right. right. It, it's always been and spot on. The other thing too is, if for some reason uh, you can't get behind the language, you don't understand how to pronounce it or something like that. Yeah. Um, they have an option where you can switch it to English words instead. Yep. Um, and I did mention that. So there's that. Did you? Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, the other thing too is <laughs> who's not I, paying attention to the show now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because it's tech. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing is too that I was really impressed with is that they wanted to open it up to all kinds of people, not you know people with uh, heavy accents, but also people who maybe have a disability, Poor some stuff. sort of speech impediment. Speech, speech impediment like me. Um, I don't actually have one, but if you have a speech impediment, they they have an option where you can make the the game basically learn your speech patterns and you know recognize the spells that you're saying based off of that after you teach it yeah i'm gonna so. try and teach it sign language see how that works <laughs> all right you do that and you get Possibly. back to us when it works yeah um so so basically you know if if you aren't going to go through all the all the trouble of of either using the english language or, or teaching it how to how to say the things uh, actually, the video is coming up right now on one of those uh, shrines that you learned the first uh, the first spell light, uh, which is uh, Lumetial. Uh, I I've played this game enough to to remember at least two of them. <laughs> um, you have uh, and and so uh, Lumetial is uh, the light spell, and you need that light spell to move ahead. And if you click on the 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 text that says that, it'll actually just say it in I your head. I was impressed with that too. I was like, good, oh, like good, it was good thinking ahead on that. Mm -hmm. And, and the because the first time I played, it, I looked at it, I'm just like it's like like Lumeth Teal. I would have been is like that, Lume, how, and then I Lume yeah. Teal. Sorry. Yeah, and then I clicked it and it, and it said it, and it's uh, it, it, the the voice is actually the the voice actress who plays Veritas, who is a goddess, who is basically the goddess of you know this world. Is she uh, the by guy? the way, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, spoiler alert: you will see tits in this game. Um, at least so yeah so if you're streaming that if you want to stream this game or if you want to play this around you know your your kids or something just remember this is a game that is very lightly in sfw um and and let me tell you the this game really oh it, it did it, it it did something that 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 very few games that i have played actually uh actually do and that's force you to read the lore <laughs> because because there is a puzzle uh in this game that but the lore is interesting right it's not like oh the lore is oh it's very interesting like and 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 it, they don't just tell you like oh yeah this spell does this use it here it's like on the back of every single shrine there's a little blurb about the the spell in context to the past 
uh, when this religion or, or, or whatever it is uh, existed. And it tells you about, you know, how it was used and, and how everything, uh, you know, went around and how the pilgrims, you know, uh, interacted with, with this spell and the context that it had with, with that culture. And you can also go around, find different rooms with uh, different texts and information that go in your journal, um, basically giving you clues about puzzles that'll be ahead. Like, and you don't even, like there was a room, I, I walked into it and I was like, oh, this is a room. It's a dead end. Okay. Yeah. And I turned around and walked away. And, and it turns out that that room had a puzzle in it. And because of a, uh, a, a piece of text that I picked up, I had to, you know, basically infer that, oh, okay, so this represents that in that room. And I have to do this specifically to solve this puzzle. And then all of a sudden the cutscene happened. And I was just like, making like, me read game. I like that to do a lot of things. Well, I mean, one with the cool immersions, uh, with the mechanic and music and sound effects, but yeah. also the puzzles. And there's a tiny bit of platforming with like the walk in that catwalk path that you saw at the end of that video. Yeah. Um, I closed it before because he basically falls and there's a bug if you fall <laughs> yeah but mm -hmm. uh there, there were a few bugs in the in the version that i played and and i i i think i got it down to uh and this is the very untechnical i've encountered this bug like three or four times while playing this in multiple different sessions um when you enter what i i believe is unrendering a certain area around you uh you will get stuck in a wall and not be able to move from that wall. That is what I'm assuming is going on. Like you're getting stuck but in the it geometry. It doesn't constantly happen, does it? It's just no. Like it, it happened. It happened to me. Like if it happens to you, I have. Well, if it happens yeah. to you once, it's kind of like you know yep. not to do it. The, by the second time it happened, I figured out how to avoid it, and it never happened since. Right. Um. And I have played a. <laughs> oh man, I th this game. And mm, it's just the, it's the so monsters good. are pretty creepy too the, the monsters are so um, good the the implementation of the 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 light and the dark because that that's another big theme about the story um i'm not going to give away a lot about the story because i want you guys to play this and read it because it it's really brings you in and, and you have to experience that um but the biggest like theme is light versus dark and it approaches that in a way that i find is uh, a little bit unconventional to the normal like oh yeah light defeats darkness it's always how it is it's like no darkness is fluid around light and they're not enemies because they have to always coexist because you know absence and and interaction and it's like it it was really 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 cool to read and then you have all these like i haven't even gotten into how freaking beautiful this game looks like the the <laughs> they, way that they've designed with this such level a, with such a small team though it's impressive i mean they yeah, even mentioned like oh, some of the hardest and, things were the animations just because there's only one person working on it let, let, let me tell you okay when i when i showed up like to to that cutscene with with uh veritas you know all all exposed like i was just like wow that looks really good like not not just her tits, but it's like just everything looked so good. Like the the human model <laughs> just looked. It was it was not really well. Tits. Like like it was really well modeled. The 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 way that they used the Unreal Engine in this uh, and the level design that they had created a way that you couldn't easily exploit like gamma tricks or uh, screen things to get around places where you absolutely needed light. Because uh, in the gameplay footage that you saw earlier, there's a place where you have to learn. Um, uh, Lumetial to light up in front of you so you can walk this path. And before that path is open, you 
they did this so so cleverly. You look up and there's all these phosphorescent fun- funguses in this dark room. Like wow, and you walk into it, and all of a sudden you fall, <laughs> you take damage, and you respawn back behind you. And you're like, I'm not supposed to go there yet. N- all of a sudden you learn the light thing. You walk into that room and you can see this tiny little path that weaves around. And it just cha- the the way that they force your perspective with the different spells that you use in this game is just. So much fun. Very they, well they designed, have, the whole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and the best part is that you don't have to remember all of the spells because it's not this, like, Twitch-based, memory-based uh, system because you have a journal. Every You know, whenever you're stuck, just hit J. It pauses the game. You can pull up any of the spells. You can pull up any of the text that you've had. You can click it, hear it again, be like, oh, yeah, that's the spell I got to use. That's how they integrated yeah. spell casting in, uh, in one of the mobile games that we featured, Sorcery. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, you can cast spells at any time, but you, I am also in the middle of fighting these devilish elves, so I don't remember the spell for cloning yep. myself. How do I do that? Yeah, pull up your journal yeah. and it's right there. And so. Basically, everything in this game is is so well implemented that th- there was never like a, a point in my head that like brought me out other than the the glitches that I immersion is really deep in this game. Oh, it is and the the <laughs> world that they've created, yeah, you're in a cavern, but it does not feel as claustrophobic as it might. Maybe that's just me, but I'm really sensitive to like claustrophobia in games and there are a lot of games that are like wide open that I feel really claustrophobic in. But the level design is is great, albeit a little bit confusing for someone who is directionally inept as me. Um, <laughs> the mouse sensitivity was a little bit weird how I played, and I love the way that they implemented the save system where there's a save point on the ground. You walk up to it, you stand on it, pulls up a save screen. And there's tits. And, and, there's, and there's, tits. Are, there's a little there's In the game, tits. right. And there's tits. Yeah. <laughs> so- uh, Indomitus Games, an eight an eight person studio from from Italy, uh, in Verbis Virtus, uh, giving giving tech an acerbus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah so you can pick tech- this game up uh, right now. It's twenty five percent off for fourteen ninety nine. Otherwise, it is nineteen ninety nine. You do need some sort of microphone to play this yes. game. Uh, I have a very nice one as you might be able to tell, and so there was absolutely no problems. I cannot say whether or not your uh, crappy laptop microphone or uh, in-line microphone on your headphones may or may not work, but you can check uh, in the game. Uh, you can calibrate settings a little bit and whatnot. Uh, normally, it is $20 if I didn't say that. I, I, you know, seriously, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if that game's worth $20. This game is seriously worth $20. I, I on, I'm not even, like trying to exaggerate yeah i love factorio yeah i loved all those other games that we've talked talked about but this one has just oh so i, I mean we should game. like we're gonna i don't know i guess like text hard on section of the website like yeah exactly uh, <laughs> with, it's with been a while, it's been a while since i've heard tech yeah. get this passionate spacecraft about and factorio yeah, and, now, it, and now this game mm-hmm. but uh Again, for more information on it, go check out the article on, on IndieGameRiot.com and it has the interview because they explain a lot of things uh, about the game and the reasons behind it and some of the processes and things like that. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good read, so go check it out. IndieGameRiot.com and, and uh, go mobile. We're going to blast out into space with mobile. Go mobile. Oh. Huh? And 
this week on Going Mobile, we have Space Team. If you enjoy yelling gibberish at your friends, you're going to love this game. You know, it's it's one of those, it plays up to four people over Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Everybody has to, it's a free game, uh, has to, has to, everybody has to have it installed. You can play across platform. So if my friend has an iPod or, or an iPhone and I've got my Android device, we can still play together provided we're going across Wi-Fi. Uh, in-game, uh, once it syncs up, everybody gets their own set of controls and then everybody starts getting instructions and the instructions that you get aren't necessarily going to match the controls that you have. So I'm going to be yelling at my compatriot to flip the star nozzle on or regret mm-hmm. like re- regret career choice is one of my favorite controls that there is. <laughs> and, and, you know, whoever has that control has to do it within the time limit. In between that, they also have, you know, you're dodging things like... Uh, like, like a, a meteor and if you have a meteor somebody on screen somebody's screen gets you know meteor shake to avoid and so everybody has to start shaking their mobile phone or, or their tablet <laughs> a, a, until you're safe or you've got a black hole and everybody has to flip their phone from you know I'm playing it like this and all of a sudden oh it's a black hole everybody has to flip their phone up and, and be like oh okay mm-hmm. well, we passed that and so on top of that you have like modules falling off that you have to s- put back you on have and to dra- clean touch stuff and drag off. back yeah. and like goof mm-hmm. starts coming down out of the control board and the only way to get it is to wipe it off and it, it's it's highly confusing uh it's called space team and uh it, it's in the google play store and on ios right, uh, someone link it in the chat by the way yeah I, I will say that um, the first time I played it, I had, a, I had a hard time connecting it over my Wi-Fi with my with my girlfriend's phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day we were in uh, we were in Taco Bell. We were sitting down. <laughs> you know, great place to play a game where you <laughs> yell gibberish <laughs> at, at other people. And um, and we we got it to work over Bluetooth uh, on our Android phones, and it, it works great. Uh, right now you're seeing it on tablets, uh, but you know she she wasn't really into it. Also, she wasn't into us screaming weird shit at at each other. <laughs> Your at a girlfriend Taco doesn't Bell. like you screaming in the, the first flugel place. nozzle. Yeah. The flugel and, nozzle, do it. And so and so I um so I decided so I took her phone, put both of them in front of me, and tried to single player this stuff. <laughs> and let me tell you, it is harder to single player player this stuff than it is to. Uh, do it, do it uh, with two people. I will I mean, say that I got. Can you farther. only have up to two people? No, you can have more than two people. How many? Right? people? Is there like a max or? It's four. four. Maximum four. of four. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a lot of short little short term fun. And I will say that um, there was there was this, this isn't going off topic. Just just hear me out on this. Uh, there was an article today uh, that I was listening to on NPR talking about you know board games and and how you know the the board game that was being talked about was an independently developed board game, but it was sort of like a long form board game and everyone really likes those long games. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I really want a game that's like short and easy to install that a few people or you know short and easy to start up that a lot of people you know at a at a, a few people at a party could play together and then stop and go to something else and. Now that we're bringing up Space Team, I'm just like, that's exactly the game that I wanted. It's a game that once you install, it's a quick install as long as you're on Wi-Fi or you have good internet. You know, all your friends turn it on. It, it pops up. The the stream seems to be uh, looking weird. I don't know if my video yeah, cut out. No, or... mine, mine cut out for some reason. There we go. Sure it should why. be fixed now. Um, I had some issues. Yeah. So. Uh, you, just, you just start it up. Everything 
you, you play for a few minutes, you get as far as you can, maybe you restart once or twice, and then you go on to the next thing, and I think gotten, that is the that my, is the charm of this first, game. My first round, uh, we made it to, to the fifth level. My second round, we made it to the ninth level, and by that time, we were too fucking drunk to keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Do the thing uh, with the button! <laughs> So a big a big shout to, uh, to Henry Smith who who's the developer for this. Uh, some some random some random side notes on this. This game is an award winning game. Uh, it was the Interaction Award for IndieCade 2013. It was also a featured game at IndieCade East of 2013. Hey hey Rev, uh, tell them about the price. The price, free, 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 free. Done. <laughs> if I had a microphone, I'd drop it. <laughs> there, there we go. Oh, okay. The microphone has been dropped. <laughs> you know uh, what that means. Unless we that, have anything else to talk about. Wait, no, now we need a fat lady to sing. That's true. Uh, Good, that's the... the <laughs> Ignore the beard. All right. All right, I see how it is. You're the closest to looking like a lady, so... Yeah. Uh, true. I've got the long yeah. hair. Well, so does he. We all have beards. Yeah, he has the least beardy beard. That's true. I have the most beardy beard. You can see it because I'm not wearing a black shirt. You know what else has the most beardy beard? (laughs) The end of the show. The end of the show, all good things must come to an end. And uh, first of all, let me tell you, uh, remind you. First of all, can you? Okay, next episode, challenge. Don't say first of all. First of all, uh, (laughs) Rev, shut the fuck up. Let me preface this. First of all. So, <laughs> let me preface this by saying first of all that at conventions you convene with games uh, for gaming conventions <laughs> what uh, inside jokes uh, go listen to the old episodes if you want to catch up on the inside jokes <laughs> uh, let me remind you that we have a Patreon if you like what we do and you want to help us get to the goals that we have all the, all the big goals and ideas that we want to implement for Indie Game Riot and help the Indie Game community, go check out patreon.com slash Indie Game Riot. You can see all the goals that we have there, and uh, you can uh, uh, support us that way. And uh, we really appreciate it. You get some rewards and all that sort of stuff, too. It's cool. Cool stuff. If you are an indie dev or know, so, know someone who is, please consider contacting us. You can contact us through uh, many, many, many different ways. We're all over the Internet. First, uh, we're on, you can always stop by our live show if you're listening to the recorded version. We are live on hitbox.tv slash 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time uh, every Friday. And uh, those of you listening live, you can always check our videos out on IndieGameRod.com. Um, we're on Twitter at IGR Podcast and Facebook.com slash IGR Podcast. Uh, or you can email us at, con- or, wait, yeah, email us, contact at IndieGameRod.com. And if you haven't gathered our website is IndieGameRide.com. Um, Eddie, I don't think I'm missing Did you mention the Reddit? No, I didn't because we're not doing <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, we have a Reddit, but, but whatever. Not, I'm not pouring out everything <laughs> that we have. We have a lot of stuff. If you want to go to IndieGameRide.com, you can just find all the ways to yeah, see definitely. us that we didn't mention. Uh, any last words? Uh, buy Click the Fluga nozzle! Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and, and start the mashed potatoes. Or something. Regret I think I got career I choice. It. Yeah. <laughs> and other Dr. Seuss terms. Uh, say goodbye. See you next time, guys. Have a good one, folks. Toodles.